generally on the use of technology and the internet. You know, most of us use the internet as a space. It's supposed to be a tool. So when I speak to people, I'm saying, fine, if you're looking for something to trim your hedges in your house, you don't go for a scissors, you look for an appropriate tool. So what do you seek to do at a particular point? Are you looking to connect with professionals? Are you looking to um, get engagement going on? Are you looking to establish yourself as a thought leader in a field? Which platforms are you looking at? That, ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of Lily Edenham Botsoya. And she is the community engagement manager and currently sits as a board member at the Hacker Lab Foundation in Accra, Ghana. She's heavily involved in the tech scene out in Accra and Ghana. And we really had a good conversation about the tech communities, about the tech hubs and what the current tech jobs are all about in Ghana right now. This is a really good conversation. If you want the show notes from the show, make sure you head over to the soundofaccra.com forward slash Lily. That's the soundofcraft.com forward slash Lily. Okay. We'll have everything linked out for you. All right. Now, uh, please be aware that there may be some feedback in this audio as we did something different. So I tried to record this podcast at the same time whilst trying to host a room in the clubhouse. This is all new to me. I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone. So if you do hear a little bit of interference in the sound, we do apologize in advance. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this one. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Sound of a Crow. Just search for it on YouTube. Um, and we're available on, on, on the socials, Instagram and LinkedIn at The Sound of a Crow. Show us some love and I'll catch you later. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Okay. You're now tuned into The Sound of a Crow podcast. Um, I'm really glad you guys can listen to this episode today. Um, today we are joined by Lily. Now, <laughs> before I introduce Lily, I allow Lily to uh, talk about herself. Um, she is the founder of the Pointers in 10 podcast, isn't it? Right. Hi, Adrian. Glad to be talking to you today. Perfect. Okay. And um, more impressively, you have an impressive resume in terms of your background in tech. I mean, community engagement manager, board member, Hack, Hack, Hacker Lab Foundation. Uh, you also sit on the Internet Society, uh, use special interest groups, and you chair the Committee for Women. And then also you want to talk about the uh, Ghana Youth Governance Forum as well. I mean, you have yourself in a lot of things. Um, and, we're, and we're going to talk about that. Um, now, Lenny also is involved in cybersecurity, accessibility, and inclusion um, regarding youth, and also has particular interest in women regarding the tech as well. All right, this is an impressive, impressive resume. Um, yeah, Lenny, welcome to the show. Hey, Ajay, thank you for having me. Thanks for bringing the conversation of tech in Ghana to the world and for having everyone. Um, not in Ghana, know what's happening here in Ghana. It's interesting because um, all over the world, we see how technology is taking over, um, not in a negative light. It, it, well, it needs regulation, but um, there are many opportunities for us to maximize its, its use and for development and whatnot. So I'm happy that we get to learn from people across the world. They also get to hear about what is happening in Ghana. So it's a win for everyone. Perfect. Okay, great. So, so to kick off the show, tell us a fact about yourself, aside from um, what you do in your professional career. Just tell us a fact. 
Right, I'm a twin. So you may see somebody like me in town and think I'm the one. It's not me. You're a twin. Yes, it's my twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's an interesting actual twin, like like an actual twin or yeah, actual twin, twin. twin yeah. brother. Or... Actual twin. You look alike. You look identical. Identical twin, right? For some reason, we sometimes look identical. Other times, one looks like my mom, one looks like my dad. Probably based yeah. on what you are wearing or how or what hair we have on or something. Yeah. But yeah. we look alike. So you may think it's Lily, but not me. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> has, that, has that happened before? People got confused, like they will be on the street and they will see you. Right. So not confused per se. They just asked, "Are you? Do you know? Do you know you? Um, do I know you from say a place?" And I'm wondering, okay, it's not me. It's my sister because there's some places you find there and not find me. Yeah, and then this morning something, an interesting thing happened. So my dad, I don't know what I was doing, in his clothes, he found a passport picture of me and my twin sister. He told me he, he he thinks this is me when I was in SHS and this is me when I was in university. And it wasn't like that. It was actually my twin and I. So one looked, so okay. it looked like me in both pictures. So he was telling me it looked like my sister and like yeah. at the same time me, you know. So that's what happened this morning. Okay, I understand. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Did you and your sister have the same similar career as well? Like you both gone through like the same schooling. Right. So I think where we separated was in um, university. So she went. She went to do accounting. I went to do mm -hmm. computer science, and we're in different universities. And also in high school, she read business, yeah. and I did um, general science. So yeah. she's always had the. The business bit, I've always gone with the um, science bit. Okay. 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 So you've had like the business bit in common? Not really. So, in fact, what happened for me was when I entered high school originally, I went in to do art. So, my combinations were geography, um, economics, and those e maths. And then there was, there's another one. But I think in the second semester, I, even in, even in that class, I used to take notes from um, the science students to read. So I just told the house mistress, it was a boarding house. I told her to put me in the science class for one semester. She should put me on test and see if I would excel. If I like it too, then she makes me remain. So she let me in the class. She let me um, stay there for a whole semester. It was smooth, you know, and she was getting good reports. So she just said, okay, she can go on. So my initial entry into high school was art. And it changed to science later on. So that was a switch for me. <laughs> that way, it can avoid confusion as well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And tell us the hobby outside of tech. So I know your life is pretty much tech. Yes. Um, I love, I, I do a lot of things aside tech, but normally around tech. So um, I love to write poems. I write poems, I have collections that come out from time to time. And I try to also take those of friends. So I have friends who write and never publish it or share it with everyone. So what I do is to collate them, put it in an ebook and share, you know. And so I do that outside the normal tech conversations I have. I love music, I love to dance. So either singing and recording myself or probably dancing dancing. Or I call something I call something vain inspiration. Um what why I call it vain inspiration is this that I spent a lot of time combing on social media looking for things that people are up to, um, trends that are new on Pinterest, especially on Twitter, on LinkedIn. And why it's not supposed to be vain because this is inspiration for work I do and projects I roll out, but I call it vain because I is literally always at the expense of another thing. So I may have to let something 
be on halt while I find inspiration to do it, you know. So those things make me feel um, it's like my fool to do the task. So I go roaming, on, go roaming on social media, picking things up. And then later on, I'm able to sit down and say, okay, fine, I think it will look this way when I do this. And those times are times I can really just um, sit down, settle in, and think about all the tasks I've been up to and how to make it look or work or look better, you know. <laughs> wow, I don't know how you keep up with all of these social media platforms and, and the trends as well. It's a lot. It's seriously. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm just... I try to keep up. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like you know I, was, I I spoke to somebody early on um, on one of the episodes of my podcast because we are all podcasters, and what the person said was interesting. You know we are so much busy that when we come online to uh, maybe engage with people who follow us. We are literally given information. Yeah. There's no so much engagement. So sometimes I try, I just sit there without posting anything, engaging with people, maybe a question or a poll to see the ideas people have or to know what they're picking from my feeds, what's happening with them, you know. So those those kind of things, I mean, there was one thing I picked from that particular episode. The person said, even posting on Instagram, you may want to go on 15 minutes before your post to engage with other posts that are there, to look at other content, and then you post yours. So that means you're already in a line of um, interaction. Okay. And so once yeah. you are able to post yours, there's also some um, traction that you post yours. So that's something I've been doing, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that following social media you know, exactly. so reciprocation. Well, when mm. you when you give value, it comes back to you. Yeah. And it's one thing I learned, right? Um, generally on the use of technology and the internet. You know, most of us use yeah. the internet as a space. It's supposed to be a tool. So when I speak to people, I'm saying, yeah. fine, if you're looking for something to trim your hedges in your house, you don't go for a scissors, you look for an appropriate tool. So what do you seek to do at a particular point? Are you looking to connect with professionals? Are you looking to um, get engagement going on? Are you looking to establish yourself as a thought leader in a field? Which platforms are you looking at? You know, So that's a tool for you. Mm. Is it when, how, okay. or what purpose? You understand? Yeah. That's how. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, that's the right way to do it. I'm just impressed how you managed to kind of give time to all of these platforms. I mean, at most, I'm probably focused on more two platforms and social media. You know, I think for me, I can maybe LinkedIn, apart from Clubhouse, which is now a merging platform, okay? Um, LinkedIn for me and Instagram, probably my top two at the moment. Uh, interesting. So, I mean, that was a nice little, that was a nice little icebreaker there. Um, mm. I see you wearing a STEM T-shirt. We're going to get into um, STEM in a little bit. Okay, so talk us through Hacker Lab Foundation. So I know in Ghana there's a lot, of there's a lot of uh, tech foundations, tech hubs. I've been to, I've been to a couple of tech communities. Um, tech is really rising in Ghana at the moment. Talk us through what Hacker Lab is about. What's the Hacker Lab Foundation? All right. So Hacker Lab Foundation, um, I, it's, it's something that's. Um, move from just an idea of two friends or few friends to what we see today. And I really appreciate the journey we've been on. So like you mentioned, we've seen an upsurge of hubs and communities in Ghana. And I'm actually a very staunch believer yeah. in communities and hubs because of the, the role it has played in my journey. So, you know, the, the idea of shared knowledge, you know, the idea of peer-to-peer -peer learning, you know, the idea of um, community building. That's what um, these communities do for people who are a part of it. 
So when um, I think it was in second year, and there was a, there was, I had a classmate who was Foster Akubri, he's currently the creator of the Hatla Foundation. So he thought that um, when we when we vacate or leave school, there's actually a hard time trying to find internship for internships for people to intern in, and then I mean internship internship places, mm -hmm. and then sending your letters across, and all those were becoming really tiring. It actually began as yeah. an idea to place people in um, industries of their choices so they could learn something while on vacation. And it moved into um, something that was more than that. So there was, there was a hub on our, on our, in, our, in our department where people could meet um, every Friday to talk about ideas they had, collaborate on projects. But the person who was in charge was leaving school and it meant that we would not have, we would not have had the chance to meet in the hub again because it needed to be under somebody's supervision. So first I thought to himself, okay, fine. So after this, we may have to go back to finding things on our own and not having the support we need. So how about we create something that allows continuous engagement for students and for industry experts and all. So it began in 2015. No, this was in April. I remember I almost forgot the date. I was in my room. First I said, Lily, you're supposed to be here. I'm like, okay, fine, I'm getting there. I got, I got, I, I don't know how I made it in time. I got to this, the, the, the venue and there were people who were enthusiastic, you know. I, I saw freshers, I mean, first year students, second year students, third year students coming together to Com to, to compete around a topic. So we picked the topic, right? And what we're looking at is, what we do till now is to find trending topic, topics in Ghana. And we want to see how tech can be used to address them. So it's towards development, it's towards um, preferring so um, solution, solutions to things that are happening currently. So that is relatable and it's useful. We want to move the idea of um, just profit and tech to more impact driven. We see that with Microsoft, we see that with Google, we see that with all the big tech mm -hmm. companies who also have impact at the core of what they do. So when we bring people together to yeah. code, we, we, we let them know that it's around the topic and we are, we are, these solutions are things that are important that if you are interested, you could even have them into incubation so that you can have a startup or something ongoing for you. Every year we hold the annual, every year we hold an annual hackathon and um, normally around the topics we have universities converging all the years it's been the Kenya yeah. it's been Kenya because we started in Kenya in our fifth year which was last year we wanted to bring it to Accra but in the wake of coronavirus and everything that came with it we couldn't make it happen yeah. so what we did was to resort to having webinars that that's that's to engage people around e-learning around um, how to make access to education possible in the wake of a, in the wake of a pandemic. Another thing that we tried doing was to have um, we had a partnership already with IBM, and it was for something called the Digital Nation um, Africa. So what what it allowed people to do was people were able to um, learn at their own pace on topics that they wanted, and they get credentials afterwards. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a badge or something, and then you can add it to your CV, and it it just it just rewarded you for the time you put into learn and it gave you the skills you needed to. So what we also did was to get people from IBM come to um, talk to people on these webinars about the things they do and about how they can maximize mm -hmm. what they have um, as a resource to study and keep updated in the pandemic. Then with the idea of the hubs in Ghana, right? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can say it's enough Hubs are doing amazingly well in yeah. Ghana. This is why they are literally addressing the issues of resources for people mm -hmm. who want to enter into tech. So 
getting to appreciate the, the the tech ecosystem and getting to be a player, getting the skills, right? There's access, there's resources, there's there is the issue of giving people um, dealing with pricing and especially affordability to get a device to work with. So what it helps yeah. is that the bridge that gap, you 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 are interested. Now you don't have you don't know where to start, you don't know what to start with. So we have computers that say um, internet on Wi-Fi connections in our place. So come in, study, practice on your own. You go home, you can come back at another time, you can meet you can meet experts, we yeah. can match you to jobs in the market, you can match you to internships. Yeah. Yeah. So what is not available for one person, they do it in a community approach. I mean they put people together and they teach them. So the issue of under-resourced in communities that are tackling that. The issue of digitally skilling people and moving it from just the digital skills to digital literacy yeah. is there. And then it goes on to the the, 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 yeah. the, the, the most important part where you're able to put you back into the market to make some money for yourself or put it back into the community to also impact, you know. So these are what people are doing. I mean, yeah. the yeah. hacks are doing in Ghana and it's very important. And yeah, exactly. Maybe you may want to ask another question so that is really um, geared towards what you want to pick from my, my submission. <laughs> no, that was a lot. That was a lot, Lenny. Um, that was great. I mean, I can't, I can't applaud the tech hubs in Ghana enough. I mean, I went to, I think, I think it was iSpace in uh, Spintech, right? Very, very good. I mean, I think what everything that you said, you're absolutely correct because when you go into the tech hubs, you've got the the, the facilities. I mean, the Wi-Fi, the, the the memberships. I mean, you can come for a day, you can come for a month. Um, there's workshops going on. There's um, I don't know. Um, there's lots of like different funding and different things that are done, like by different companies and people. And I think iSpace is set up by someone from the UK. I think if I'm correct. Um, and it's just, it's, yeah, I think someone from the UK set up iSpace, which is really good. And you just have these people that come in, go on. What did you want to say? I think someone from the UK started um, um, iSpace in, uh, in Spintex Road. And then, um, yeah, I mean, what I loved is that when I was there a few years ago, you just see people working in their startups or they're coming for classes or they're just coming because it's a quiet space to get away or they're coming because, um, they, you know, they're working on the project and it just, it just ticks all of those boxes. And I think it's a great shared resource for um, people in tech in Ghana and, you know, and people who want to build their startups in Ghana to, to go to go there and to use it, you know, because I think it is really needed, especially when, you know, they may not have the, the, the space or, or can't afford office space or don't have access to the internet because the internet in Ghana can be a bit flaky, just depending on who you're with, MTN, Vodafone, um, Surfline, I don't know. Um, it can be a little bit flaky. So, I mean, I think the tech hubs are much, much needed. Yeah. And in regards to hack clubs, because I think you went straight from hack clubs to, to talking about tech hubs, which is quite funny. But anyway, with, uh, with the Hack Lab Foundation, um, I mean, Talk us through some of the, of the courses. I mean, so we've got coding, I mean, the front end, back end coding going on, Python, right. so, CSS, all of that. Yeah, so what happens is this um, in, in the Hackler Foundation, aside having the, you're very popular for the annual hackathon where people come to code around a topic, you know, aside that, they are trained. Yeah. So what we try to do is to have 
um, self-convened hubs on campuses so students can work amongst themselves. They feel free to um, organize projects or programs and have us um, bring them experts to, to talk to or probably tell us where they want to have field trips and take them. We, we write to the company and they're able to go for field trips. So yeah. Yeah. Um, aside the hackathon, there is an ex-hub on campuses. The ex-hub on campuses allows students um, to work on projects they, they, they start on their own. They want to start discussions on their own. They want to have lessons around a particular thing, then they're able to do it in their hubs on campuses. We found that it was very effective because people feel comfortable learning with their peers and they're able to ask questions that they think will be probably not right when they are with experts, you know. And so there's somebody in your in your in your group who's able to listen in and and, and then help you out when you need help. So there they're able to learn everything from front end to back end, even soft skills. So what we do also is to aside aside um Having the exams on campuses, there is a DNA program we had with IBM, that partnership, where they are able to um, sit, roll you on to every, every, every course you want to. So you just look through the courses, what you want to learn, you sign up, you learn, you get a badge for yourself. Recently, we had, we had some conversations with Africa, um, it's, it's called African Lunchpad. They have these programs on AI, um, AI programming with Python, they have those for data science, and we are going to also have people rolled onto that program also. So um, it's so in this first quarter, that should actually start rolling. I, I, I'm in conversations with the person, I think that we can have an app in this first quarter. So those are the avenues where we, we, we are able to have people learn. So on our own, we don't do direct training. We have leaders and campuses leading those. We have programs online that they can um, access and learn at their own pace. And then we have the yeah. other programs such as the My Career, uh, my, my career Seminars. So this was actually a roadshow. Yeah. Now in the wake of the pandemic, we weren't able to go that far because all we could do in the, in, in the, in the years past, we used to go to campuses, we'll take an expert to that, he shares his journey, people are able to ask questions. And because these people are experts and maybe industry players, we ask them to yeah. probably have two people or three people on for internships, you know. So they, they, they take, they, they talk to people, they ask for um, brief conversations, sometimes interviews, and they're able to pick people to work with. And then there was a founder story series. What this did was to have mentorship for the young people. So founders are, you know, how do you think that look, these are people who are not accessible? But outside their work, there are stories that will inspire you. So what we used to do was to add them on our WhatsApp platform, talk to them, let people know that it's, it's not a one, it's not, it's not a strange part getting to your 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 tech your tech dream job you, you may have you may have yeah. to go through many many different things and then just to get them inspiration and then that moves also to a webinar on zoom so people get a conversation and understand it that it it's it, it it differs every journey is different and if you want to have if you want to have something to do you have to just keep the drive learn to yeah. learn learn for yourself learn to um pivot and be willing to adapt to situations so you can be able to reach your aim, I mean, your goal also. So these are the things we do at the Hackler Foundations. And at the top of that, the part that I really man is a, is a recruitment part and, and also community engagement. So for recruitment, um, at, our, at our hackathons, we have companies who come there to recruit. And when they do this, when they come there, we have just uh, pop-up sessions with these industry players where they interview people and they can pick you right from there or ask for further conversation so that you can become an intern or work with them. 
And then there, there are also other jobs that are for um, international partners. So people request remote uh, remote workers or remote interns, and you're able to match them based on their skills, based on their talent, their interests, to uh, okay. industry players. So that's what we've been up to so far as a foundation. We're looking to scale and enter into other countries. And it's get, it gets interesting because based on feedback, we realize that there is more to com community growth and community engagement than just sharing the information. People will want to be guided from mm -hmm. the onboarding stage through to potential leadership. They want to be groomed. That needs change. And depending on how you're able to realize and adapt, you may be focusing on a smaller group and not the whole need of the community. So over the years, we've been trying to do this and um, get feedback from our community to know how we can engage them better. Last year, we began something called the Developer Census because we wanted to have ideas of things that developers in Ghana go through and how we can make uh, processes better, probably how we can get support from our partners for them. So these are things we try to do so that in our own small way, we are um, positively affecting the community here in Ghana and who knows beyond. Wow, that's a lot. Yes. I don't know what questions to ask you first. <laughs> okay, so why, why, why I talk from that? That was really um, insightful. Thank you for sharing that, Lily. Now, why I talk from that is that um, it's really important for everyone who's involved in the foundation to collaborate. I, I've noticed, I've picked up, that's a very important thing because maybe some people may get discouraged in the way, maybe a course, because I mean, doing a course on coding or whatever, it, is, it can be quite um, tedious. You have to kind of keep going. Um, so having that community, whether it's on campus, Zoom, what have you, it's really important to keep that going. And then also what I also picked up in your conversation is that um, it's also good having not just national partners, but also international partners, you know, coming to recruit, whether that's, you know, people from Microsoft, Twitter, what have you. As I've heard, Jack Dorsey has been in, been in Ghana. Um, I think that's really important as well to be able to approach the talent because what's happening now is that you're seeing West Africa shine in terms of the talent that, that we have. Um, if you look at Nigeria last year, it's big with some Nigerian yeah. tech. I think Ghana wants to be like that, <laughs> you know. We want to be, want to have the next strike, and you know, we want to be able to have all of these things. Yeah. What, what's, what's your thoughts on that, quickly? Actually, right. So, um, around the world, right, there is there is the constant need for tech people, developers, system testers, um, yeah. even to even to developer advocates, and it's a, a, a more humane part of um, tech, where it's not just a code, but even engagement and understanding to rent. So. Just as people are finding talent outside um, Ghana, even in Ghana, the demand is also really high. The number of requests you get from people in a day is sometimes overwhelming. But we see that we see that um, Africans, Ghanaians, the world at large is ready to adapt or jump onto what we call the fourth industrial revolution, where many things have been digitalized. So people are learning to stay relevant. People are picking on courses to stay relevant. Um, people, companies are collaborating some more. And I mentioned earlier on about the move from just profit to impact um, impact drive, you know? So not, not so much, you're, you're aiming at profit, but you're looking at the core, which is impact driven. So um, Nigerians are big on it because like, when we talk about innovation, right? There are different forms mm -hmm. and there are different forms in which they come. There is one that is incremental. So maybe the technology is already existing and we are building upon it. And there's one that is, there's one that is disruptive. 
So we've yeah. been doing yeah. a lot of incremental with fintech, with yeah. Yeah. Um, e-learning and all. But there are some disruptions that are coming, like things that you know are novel. Like you look at this and be like, wow, these people are doing awesome. And that is what the young guys, the young talent are doing across West Africa. That's why we have Stripe sitting somewhere could do something, and the company wants to hop on. We have. Um, even smaller startups come with an awesome idea. The bigger companies think it's beautiful and everybody wants to hop on because the innovations are just moving from just an incremental bit to one that is disruptive. And to a large extent, there's, there's potential in there. So imagine there are more of these talents or the more trainings that could have more people um, do some more. It will be beautiful around yeah, here. Yeah. But still, even though yeah. these are happening, you wouldn't want to take away the infrastructure um, problems. You want to talk about electricity. You want to talk about access. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about affordability. Some of these guys have had to go through the mail, having to probably start coding on the phone, move to somebody's laptop before they get a laptop. So when this happens, it's a win for everyone in Africa. That's why we celebrate when the tech community is thriving in Nigeria. And that's why even here in Ghana, we get inspiration to do some more because um, we have limited resources. We're able to scale up, um, we're able to scale and do something, something for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And it's so beautiful that the international community, um, it, it gains the attention of the international community and they want to be a part of it. So it shows that you know, there's another bit. Of, there's another bit of it. So people are putting in so much work. You see how things are changing and becoming more important. And you want to look at even relations and uh, the 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 treatment that all these good talents receive. So if somebody is doing awesome this way in a country and it's not appreciated, some, it's not appreciated some more. Then they look to the foreign companies who pay them. Uh, beautiful minimum wages, give them all the perks when it comes to vacation and the health yeah, and all, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah. now developers are getting to know how important they are and I'm, and I'm looking for because <laughs> it's, 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 it's involving. They're exactly. They're leaving the country, yeah. Like my, my best friend has a digital agency based in London mm. and also it's also got a branch in Nigeria, mm. okay. Um, now, he's one of his uh, best developers who got headhunted by Canva. Wow. So basically, Canva gave him a huge salary, I think maybe 100K or something like that, like thousand, $100,000 yeah. something. And then the guy yeah. went to Australia he left no, my, my friend. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think you, you receive a beautiful offer like that and you stay where you are, Nuni. Yeah. Um, I'm after it. Like, right when it comes up, <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah, but I definitely get what you mean. Like, as much as it's great, like talent in West Africa, Ghana, Nigeria being recognised abroad, mm. it's also important that charity starts at home first, yeah. and we both we build up the country. We we we, we like you said earlier on, we focus on creating solutions that can help solve problems in in the, in the corporations, in small businesses, in our personal lives, etc. Because I mean, startups are always incubated as a result of problems, right? You're starting to start because you want to solve the problem. You understand? And then it just grows from there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a thing that we need to kind of, uh, you know, get straight enough. Like we need, I think the government also needs to get more involved in the, the tech sector. I don't know how involved the government is. So that, you know, all of the talent isn't tempted away to leave. But rather, we have a good amount of talent staying within the country. Yeah, and um, I'm conscious of time, Lily. Okay, um, so I want to kind of wrap up with these couple of questions. So, okay, we've discussed the foundation, we've discussed you know the, the some hubs, some communities. Now, 
what would you say is the most, some of the most in-demand jobs and skills, tech jobs and skills in Ghana right now? Mm, developers back end, right? Developers back end, front end, and need like I mean, everybody needs them now. Yeah, yeah, full stack developers are in need. Yes, and now we see a lot of data analysts jobs, business analysts. Okay. People are looking for those a lot. And then there's a UI UX part because everybody talks about accessibility. Somebody hears that, look, your website may not be accessible to somebody who is blind or somebody who can't hear. And they're, nest, they're looking for somebody who, who's a UI UX person and understands accessibility. And then there's that bit yeah. of people who also are looking for system testers. So your system is working, but okay. is, it, is it functional? Is it usable? You want to have people test the mm-hmm. user, um, how people are able to use it correctly, what I said to do, what I'm supposed to do. But all, all, every job that has to do with technology is currently in demand, but um, we see a lot of you know, um, coding back end, front end. Um, front end, well, they are framework, but people really need front end people because not everybody can navigate the space. They're really important. Then there's a data analyst. Everybody's doing data analysis now. Everybody wants to make meaning of what they've gathered, how they can um, and, and to have some insights on projections into what can be, be made or what can they can profit from what they have currently. So all these are things people are jumping onto. And another part people are looking at is something called people engineering or um, okay. You can call it developer advocate. These are people who understand developers, their thinking, able to relay the information with founders. You know, all those are important mm-hmm. so that you don't you don't get into using something you don't want to really use. Somebody understands the needs on both sides and can communicate it clearly. It's not so popular, but you see it's, it's gradually coming up. You know, people are putting in some efforts to yeah, understand developers and also relay information properly to founders. Perfect. Wow. So I guess a bit of everything, bit right? Of everything. So designers, developers, a bit of everything that, that Ghana that Ghana needs and also is in demand in Ghana right now. Okay. And um any any emerging startups to to look out for in twenty twenty one in Accra right now? In Accra, there are a lot of them truly. I see one that is interesting. Um it's called mm-hmm. Swoof, um, Swoof Delivery. Okay, well, so they do like delivery Uber. It's a delivery form of Uber, and their rates are like yeah. flat. So if it's in Accra, they say 10 cities everywhere in Accra. And that's what people want. Okay. They don't want to, the price to keep changing because they say, oh, I went and then there was this bumpy road, and so it's going to move to 20 cities because the road is bad. I didn't <laughs> the road is bad, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then... Um, all these are coming up, especially with transportation, with delivery, um, with healthcare. Yeah. They've, already, they've, they've already been there, but then you see they're doing more. There's in-cast diagnostics. Um, they have the bit of science. The technology is there. We have more um, e-learning people to like. Um, what's the company? We also have those who do uh, real. I mean. Those who do, uh, like Isaac Sessis company, they do hardware for mm-hmm. agriculture. There are many others that are coming up. And because we even have, of course we have in, um, startup training schools and entrepreneurial training schools, it's not going to stop. There are many ones, there are yeah. many others in the pipeline. There is MEST in Accra. Yeah. MEST has many, many cohorts. Many people are building the idea they left um, the program with. They are getting funding. And so there are many of them. So you're wondering, um, and looking at the number of startups that are coming to like that's bringing up in Accra, and it's interesting, but all have purposes. They're seven, and we 
we understand that most have to do the the work the work of the looking at the ready market are there people who are able to use it um, immediately so that you don't shelf your idea because you may, you may build the next big thing and we're in ghana probably we don't have the capacity to run this yet we don't have people with the skills to use it yet so it really depends you want to do a lot of, a lot of asking as, just get people to vouch your idea. Look, does this work well around here? Because I mentioned early on, there's infrastructural um, problems. So you want to be realistic about what you're creating, who is for, and uh, look at the projection into the future. How are you able to scale? How are you able to do better with it? You know. So that's um, my submission on that. Okay. So that is so that that and that is essentially the, the framework. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's that's a handful of startups. I mean, the, the delivery one could be definitely one to watch. I mean, I know Jumia. I know Jumia is doing some stuff in Accra, but I, I, I don't know how profound um, their work is right now. What did you mean? And agriculture sector is big right now as well, like Starmaline and, and things like that. Yes, there is Empedigree. There is the, there's another one. There is the Sessi Technologies. So all these move yeah, yeah. from software to hardware to you know. These, these are things that people are doing that's really solved um, problems. That's what I was talking about, the ready market, also looking at ideas that are realistic enough. So, you know, agriculture is very like important, prominent in the country. So how do we solve issues regarding it? And in such a sense here, you can test whatever with this device. Is it to use? I can teach you how to and have it out there, you know. So these are some of the things that um, people are really building that beyond profit are actually impact and developmental driven. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Well, I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, tech is one of my passions, but I think we'll start to bring this podcast to a close. Right. Um, I do really appreciate your time, Lily. Um, I think I think definitely this has triggered something that I will want to discuss with you outside um, right. the podcast. But yeah, I'm conscious of time. Really appreciate you coming on on the show. Thank you. Um, before I let you go, um, did you have any announcements? Was there anything? Yes. Anything you want to say? Any final thoughts? Yes, final thoughts. So today is the International Day of Girls and Women in Science, and I'm doing something. <laughs> you can see my bio. So right, if you look at my bio, there is something. There is a form to to nominate a female doing awesome in the space to be featured in a coloring book. So I'm creating a coloring book that would have. Uh, illustrations of women in the space doing awesome. So it has the picture and it has a story in plain English for young girls. You can color and pick inspiration from the story of the female in tech. So that's what I'm, I have coming on. And I, I have people like reach out to, to say we want it to be featured in the book. But there are people outside there doing amazing who aren't given this I mean, spotlight. So I want a community approach to having the people featured in the book, and I want everybody seeing it. You could share, you could click, um, you could connect with me on Instagram or or, um, or Twitter, and let's get talking. I, I could share with you. The form's already there, but you could actually pick it up again for me and share with people doing amazing, recommend them or nominate them. We can put them in the book, and then let's inspire young girls. Let's have people pursuing careers in tech. Let's do it together. It's, um, it's, it's everyone. Everyone can do STEM. So let's have this inspiration uh, uh, out there. Young girls also. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense why you're wearing that T-shirt. Yes. I was wondering what that T-shirt was about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some yes. Yay. I love it. Okay, guys. So um, you can make sure, guys, I'll have 
um, information about the STEM color block in the show notes of today's episode, you can head over to the soundofacrowd.com forward slash Lily. For those of you on Clubhouse, don't go there right now because it's not live, all right? Um, but we're going to have that later on on the soundofacrowd.com. Uh, Lily, you are amazing. I really enjoyed this episode. I wish you had more time because there's so much stuff I wanted to ask you, but I'm sure we'll do something again soon. Right. Maybe even with another Clubhouse exclusive that we can do in the future. Thank you so much, Adria. I truly appreciate the time. Thanks to everyone listening in. Um, glad we were able to meet tonight. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, take care.